who solved the mystery of the stolen Tesla? Why, Sherlock Holmes, of course. You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Hoffman. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Tesla Life number 293 on the 8th of February 2023. And Patrick has started with new facts that he's going to add to the beginning of every show, which could be a dad joke. We don't know. But uh, that was great, Patrick. Fantastic app lived there. <laughs> Speaking of Patrick, we join him uh, from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? Hello, Tesla Nation. I'm good. Welcome to our gigawatt hour. Should be fun. Let's get rolling. Very good. Also with us as normal, Mr. Casey Green minus his co-pilot. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. She's uh, she's been full of energy today. So, uh, uh, so you is she hanging oh, from the ceiling? Is that what you're telling us? Uh, I thought you were going to say she's all charged up. <laughs> she, 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 uh, she had, she was a little bit past 100. percent So uh, maybe, maybe she'll have a uh, Peter out for a nap, but I'm not counting on that. Very good. And uh, very good. first in the chat is uh, Anders, all the way from Sweden. Ah, oh, very nice. good. Hello, Anders. Hello. Welcome. Well, let's get rolling. The news doesn't stop here at the Tesla Life, as anyone that's watched it before knows. And uh, Casey's got her first story. I sure do. Let me get some pictures up here for you. Uh, let's see. So uh, our friends at the Boring Company tweeted out a little thank you to their local fire department in Clark County. So let's yes. see. Here is the Clark County tweet. And they have some pictures for us. So what were they doing? They were inside the Boring Loop. And uh, they were simulating... What would happen if they had an emergency with one of the construction workers? Because if we recall, the uh, the boring loop in Vegas isn't actually done. Only the convention center loop is done. So mm -hmm. while they're building this out, you need the EMTs, the fire rescue folks, everyone to be ready to perform a rescue should something happen. I mean, we're talking construction here, and that's, that's important. And uh, they they were able to do the drill successfully, and and uh, Boring Company thanked them for it. And uh, some folks were wondering what, what what these things they're wearing on their backs are. No, they're not uh, uh, power packs. They are. <laughs> they're not Ghostbusters. <laughs> they're not Ghostbusters. Uh, th these are uh, rebreathers, and they're good for at least four hours, depending on uh, which model they select. So they could be good from four to eight hours, and uh, it looks like it'd be a lot uh, easier on the back than uh, than scuba tanks. I mean, they are scuba, right. but they're rebreathers, but rather than compressed gas scuba. So I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, yeah. So that would make them lighter. Um, yeah. And uh, like you said, four hours, probably a longer time than what the compressed gas gives you. I would, yeah, I would imagine. imagine those are in minutes, <laughs> especially yeah, right. when you start yeah. exerting yourself. So this is just scrubbing the CO2 out of the air and letting them breathe what's in there already just um, at a higher oxygen level or lower CO2 level. That's right. pretty cool. Yeah, because it's not like there's no air uh, if there's a tunnel collapse. It's just that it can become uh, high in CO2 or other gases. Uh, gas. Yeah, this yeah, is exactly. pretty cool. Yeah, and, and like you said, they're they're working on some of the other tunnels. I haven't gotten an update that much from the Boring Company ever since the uh, 
connection was finished to the resorts hotel. Uh, right. There's really been nothing that's been said about well, the expansion. Half ha ha finished. Remember, they only got one way done. <laughs> right, right. Um, so this goes to not just all the naysayers out there, but a couple of our friends uh, bought into the uh, the whole, oh, this is not possibly safe. Uh, well, what better way to prove how safe you are than to have regular safety drills with your local EMS team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... Tesla does the same thing with their vehicles. They uh, release manuals for first responders on how to make sure that they handle them safely so they don't uh, they know where to cut to turn off the high voltage and yeah, so this is just this is responsible and smart and I'm glad they're doing it. Absolutely. I just found out today that the um, the original Roadster has the same cut loop under under the hood as the Model S and all the new ones do too. Hmm. Cool. That's I knew it would have something. I just didn't know it would be the same one in the same place. That was yeah. That's yeah. that's one thing that um, I think all the audio manufacturers have to work on are standardized cut loops um, for uh, for all versions of electric vehicles. Um, I know right now it's a real mixed pot of where the cut loops are um, uh, located, but that should be something that manufacturers should be. If they're not going to agree upon it together, then it should be mandated. Yeah, because mm -hmm. as, as you get more and more models, yeah. uh, you, you can't necessarily, I mean, it's, it's good to have published all the all the emergency responder guys, but you can't uh, expect somebody to, to pull up in the middle of the desert and hope they have a signal or have already downloaded all of the appropriate uh, guides to find your cut loops, especially if you're one of those manufacturers that does the block changes and and have moved the, the loops from one place to another. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Okay, and next, going to uh, let's share something here. This is the next big news of the week, I guess. Um, yeah, Cybertruck was spotted on the streets. <clears throat> of course, in this photo, the one that was spotted on the street is the lower picture. The one above uh, was a previous picture taken, uh, but there was a short video even taken uh, of the one on the bottom and mm -hmm. got a few people in an uproar uh, pretty quickly because of course in the video uh, the brake lights came on which can be seen in this photo um, and of course the some people were presuming that the light bar uh, was not going to be in place uh, with this with this prototype uh, for example if this was going to make it to production nobody knew but Elon quickly got on the Twitter and said, no, no, the light bar is coming. It's, it's standard. It's, it's going to be coming. Another uh, piece of information that was sh uh, shown in this photo was, of course, these smaller triangular um, side view mirrors. Really, that's a matter of aerodynamics because Elon reiterated when we saw them that, uh, that they're still removable. So like, I think in my state, I can remove the passenger mirror. The, and this is based on the state where your vehicle is licensed. So. Right. So, uh, and that's always been the, um, I guess that's always been the solution for Tesla is that uh, there's some, you know, that uh, the mirror has the ability to be removed and the camera would cover the function. But as Casey has mentioned, some states are not going to allow the driver to remove anything or just one right. mirror. Um, yeah, so some, that's some something... will let you do both. Uh, most will let you do the passenger side and uh, some. Some uh, like 
it, it would depend on how they classify the interior mirror. So you'd only be able to do it if the vault was open, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> so this is, uh, this of course is going to be something for owners to check. Uh, so they're not getting tickets. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's it, Tesla has been trying to get uh, the, uh, what, I guess that'd be the transportation safety bureau to, to look Tesla. at everyone. Rem- Look at removing <laughs> those side mirrors uh, and allowing cameras to take over that option. Because uh, yeah, you get uh, a minimum 5% savings if you can remove side view mirrors. So everybody has been petitioning. And uh, we, we get a lot of the cool tech, but we don't get... Um, Patrick needs to open a window. Uh, we yep. get a lot of the cool tech, <laughs> but uh, we don't get good headlights or mirror rigs. Well, while Europe gets all the good headlights and mirror rigs, but they don't get any of the other cool tech that we get. Yeah. Gotta love government. <laughs> so that is just, um, again, that's that's something that we're excited to see that there's at least some progress. We're seeing the Cybertrucks drive around. And again, Elon tweeted, yes, this is the year of Cybertruck start production. So uh, Yeah, but 17 was also the year of the Model 3, and and, and you might have found 50 of them in the, in the, in the country. Hey, it's, it started. It started. Oh, I'm not it saying has, it's not a start. It has to I'm start somewhere. Temper, temper your expectations. Um, yeah, you, don't you, expect you, the million to roll off uh, the line this summer. So, right. Yeah, if you're at nine, you're probably going to get through until 2024. But depending on who you are, you might actually get Although it might be a little bit different this time because, of course, the Cybertruck's being made in Austin. Yes. So I wonder if it'll roll out to locals in the Austin area first. Don't forget, you're not allowed to sell uh, cars you built in Texas. So okay, so <laughs> they'll have to pick it up in Oklahoma. But but at least it would be closer to the factory. <laughs> so uh, oh, speaking of uh, weird uh, states, um, Michigan is looking at removing their EV tax, uh, or as our friend Dan says, the no gas tax. Ah, okay. Awesome. At least making it fair, because, man, so many states yeah. right now have something like that. It's not at all fair. We've got JT joining us in the chat. Hey, JT. Oh, hello, JT. Next, Casey's Keep got a story the 90s. about the Model Y. So actually, he's got a couple stories about it. I do. I do. So, uh, one second. I wasn't clicking through the articles real quick. So, the Model Y in North America, uh, it's, go figure, it's been... Uh, Selling like hotcakes, and the, uh, the the wait times have doubled already. And what happened uh, in response to that was Tesla raised the prices a little bit, just kind of slow the flow a little bit. But then you have to put the price change in context, though. The price came down from seventy k to fifty seven k. That's a pretty yeah, big yeah, yeah. drop. So and, and it yeah, wasn't it, it has... wasn't one of the Elon swings. It was just a, a, a slight. It, it went up uh, five hundred dollars. I thought after it was fifteen hundred, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's ticked up after a big drop. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so then, uh, in response to that, uh, among other things, the IRS decides they would de- 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 define a, uh, an SUV the same way that the EPA does. You know, the same way that any normal <laughs> American would look at. All right, the government says I need an SUV. How do I look at that? Oh, let me go to the EPA fuel economy.gov. Oh, it's an SUV. Here we go. 
So <laughs> right now, and I'm glad to see that change because we all have we're asking for it. It's like, why yeah. is the IRS using completely different rules than the rest of the government for what defines an SUV? It was ridiculous, and I'm glad they listened when we all said, "Hey, that's ridiculous." <laughs> right. So, so now all Model Ys qualify as SUVs. So they have a new uh, cap, at least until March, of um, eighty thousand dollars. As does every Mustang Mach E, the Cadillac Lyric. Uh, all the Volkswagen ID4s, which previously only used to be the four-wheel drive ones and not the two-wheel drive ones. And so uh, the difference with the Model Y is no longer the five-seat ones. It's Or the five-seat ones don't qualify. They all qualify now. Right. So uh, just to bring it back full circle. And then the Model X would qualify if they ever did that thing where they dipped it below 80 again. But uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is that... Um... Tesla now has a higher ceiling uh, when it comes uh, to the IRA tax credit on the Model Y, yeah. and uh, we could see, the price again. we could see a rising of pricing a little bit more. Um, yes. Again, this podcast has said nothing, but if you're comfortable with the price and you're getting a car you want, uh, get in while you can immediately because if things will change, and with Tesla, they change almost. Could be nightly. You never know. <laughs> Twice a day sometimes. Like this is Elon we're talking about here. And, so um, uh, so that huge price drop that Patrick was mentioning, the 13000 drop, um, some of that may get taken back a little bit now that the IRA has changed the rules. And, and the uh, wait times. Yeah. And the wait times are now increasing. So a quick doubling happened. Even though we expect more production, yeah. Model Y is probably – going to be close to if not the most popular car in 2023 so if you're sitting on the fence i would suggest you make up your mind now and and move before march especially because in march they're going to have the rest of the rule changes and and that's going to swing everything for every manufacturer uh some will get better some will get worse because some are built with union uh some will get worse because they've got like chinese batteries in them so again if you see something and it's in your in your budget and it's what you want or good enough then don't play around with this i mean you yeah. can always cancel it before it shows up if at least in tesla's case if um you'll be out the order fee um but and it might be too late for some trims because some yeah. of them have eight week delays which push you past march so right and then uh the other thing with this i was thinking of as you guys were speaking is i wonder uh, depending on where Cybertruck pricing lands, and uh, I'm assuming that this can be made with Austin batteries, so that will be, uh, depending on, again, what they say in March, that might make the Cybertruck fully qualify. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how many people are going to not pick the quad motor now to to get the full Keep set it under the ADK pack? Yeah. Price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of balls in the air here uh, when it mm -hmm. comes to pricing in the IRA credit. So there's a there's a, a number of things to consider uh, as you get down to uh, the ordering. So yeah, like with the uh, with the Ford Lightning, uh, the work truck qualifies, but none of the like normal people cars do because they they start at seventy nine and change, and then you've got the dealer markup, and then you've got any options. But the work truck starts at forty. Well, forty plus whatever Ford's marked it up to now because they've been doing the, the Tesla thing, and but still it's it, like maybe fifty. It's still within the eighty by by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a number of manufacturers, including Tesla, were looking at that uh, at that cutoff at 55 if the vehicle was uh, uh, labeled as a sedan, as yeah. some Model Ys were. So 
many of them were scrambling with pricing, trying to be competitive uh, with other automakers and uh, vying for consumer dollars and hoping that uh, that uh, their consumers could get that $7,500. So uh, it's, it's, certainly, it's certainly a lot fairer at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah, this, at least we can look at it and make sense. <laughs> so, and, and that includes the other automakers as well. Like I, I'm yeah. not sure why a Cadillac Lyric uh, was not considered an SUV uh, because of maybe an arbitrary thing like weight. Uh, right. Even though, you know, you look at it and it, it's SUV-ish for sure. So right. it becomes a, a question of, uh, of uh, I guess, make, getting getting the government to be more clear with what they're actually trying to do here. <laughs> so so uh, one thing that was pretty interesting with this was uh, who uh, was willing to follow Tesla down on price cutting and who was going to stand their ground and, and, and also who raised their prices. Uh, so you had Xpeng and uh, Ford and a couple others that followed Tesla in this massive price cuts, even to the point where it hurt them because Xpeng and Ford can't really afford to lose any any of their price of their car for their profit. Vinfast as well. Vinfast, yes, that mm -hmm. was one. And then uh, GM did two things. On on the Bolt, they raised the price. And on everything else, they said, we're not cutting prices. And <laughs> go ahead, Mary, you lead. <clears throat> well, of course, of course, GM hasn't. They're already pretty bottom priced when it comes to the oh, Bolt were, and the Bolt EUV. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a big surprise. And of course, the other side, they have the Hummer. Uh, which right. is not a, a price conscious vehicle <laughs> in the first place. There's that, and, and no matter how you cut it, you're not going to get get it in into the into the realm. The, you know, that's twenty thousand right. dollars off the top. And neither of those cars are in a high volume production either. They're very right. low production at this point. So mm -hmm. it's uh, they certainly have some time to see where the dust settles uh, before they start moving. But of course, uh, you look at what GM's offering in the uh, the Equinox uh, right. that's coming up. Fairly competitive, I believe it's and supposed it probably to be coming up to be now. 30 k <laughs> uh, as a starting price. So yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a number of different automakers that are now weighing the pros and cons of all these balls in the air, trying to figure out how they can get a slice of the pie and what their consumers are going to accept and won't accept. Right. So also, it's also uh, uh, FYI uh, PSA. Uh, we're not tax people, but um, and then you know you take this to wherever you get your tax advice from. Um, for for all these purchases, but also uh, if you were looking at doing the leasing loophole, uh, Senator Manchin is making real stink about uh, not just fixing the loophole so that cars that don't qualify um, stop qualifying, but also they're looking for a clawback. So if you do Ooh, get the money, wow. or worse, if your if your dealer or manufacturer gets the money and they give it to you, uh, the IRS will be coming back to you to get it back. And then the manufacturer might still get to keep the money and you will still owe $7,500 or whatever the, the lease portion of that happens to be. So yeah. be careful with leases. Something to consider for sure. Well, uh, if, you, if, you, if your income and the car are, are, are not where they should be to qualify as a purchase, be very careful. Exactly. Well, moving on to another continent over to Europe, uh, Germany... Uh, has um, this uh, at the end of January, uh, they Tesla posted a over 900% year-over-year growth rate uh, in the month of January. Um, so, and this is a little bit misleading. It's a huge number, obviously, but uh, yeah. 
somewhat misleading because, of course, startup uh, was just getting in underway. And now Berlin is producing, what, 5,000 or 4,000 a week? We also so, saw, you know, train loads of, of, of Model Ys coming in from China uh, that same time period last year. So this is still impressive. Yeah, it, it, it's... It's not quite as impressive. Like the the nine hundred percent increase is is a little bit of an inflated number based on what was happening last yeah, year. From nine to nine hundred. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's quite a bit. But uh, again, it's it's great to see that Germany is starting to ramp up just as Texas is. So we're going to have some record months coming up for sure, uh, based on uh, Berlin ramping up and uh, continuing to ramp up throughout this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's up to speed. Maybe by halfway through 2023, and they're they're up to their their the levels that they need to be at, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, can even achieve a little bit more. Because as we've just talked about in the the second or third story, the demand is there uh, because is. wait times are expanding based on this this world price cut that has happened just recently. So. Uh, yeah, they're talking it, about adding shifts in Shanghai. It hasn't been done yet. They're talking about it. And then uh, somebody else was speculating, like, what if Tesla is on another halving of the price like we saw uh, between the Model S and the uh, and the Model 3? Yes. Yes. We will find out at Investor Day. That we That's shall. Right. Coming up March the 1st, right? Yes. Did you, either of you guys get an invite? I didn't get an invite. No, nope. I did not. I saw the invite, but I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, did you register your shares with the company? I know, I know, Patrick probably did. Uh, no, haven't done that yet. Oh, well, then they'll never send you an invite at that rate. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, next, Patrick's got our story about FSD beta and uh, what's happening there. That's right. Um, beta FSD beta. Version 11, we've been promised since December. And now, it's not two weeks away, it's just one week away. Wait, wait, <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So on, was it Friday or Saturday, Elon tweeted, end of the week. I'm right. like, dude, do you know yeah, how to work a timepiece? <laughs> tweet that on a Saturday, and uh, I'm going to Saturday assume night. you mean a week later. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I assume that means the end of next week, depending on uh, which calendar you're looking at. So, uh, yeah, don't this... forget Friday for him could be Sunday morning at, at 6 a.m. Right. Yeah. When, when someone never sleeps, uh, it's hard to tell if they even know what time zone they're in as much as he jets around. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's not it's not getting the two week treatment anymore. It's down to one week one somehow, week. depending on the math. There will be no math in this show. <laughs> so I, I like that the header image for this story is, is shot from a Model X, it looks like. And like there's a billboard advertising the Galaxy Z Fold 5G, and it's like work from home, work from anywhere, and like that's the complete opposite of what Musk believes. Oh yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, so this is uh, from Tesla Roddy with uh, Simon Alvarez, and um, so he's got Musk's tweet in here. Version 11 has been tougher than expected, as yeah. it is a significant rearchitecture of the neural networks plus many more neural networks replacing C++, hoping to ship version 11.3 end of week. And that was on February 4th. Or 12? I mean, usually when you make major overhauls, you seriously bump your version numbers. 
Well, yeah, so it was a big bump to version 11. And then they've been testing it internally. So this hasn't gone, no version of 11 has gone out to the public yet. Right. And they have a, a massive amount of simulation. So they run it in simulation. They see where it's performing better, where it's performing worse. If the areas where it's performing worse, you have to fix those. Anytime you have a big re-architecture like this, you are going to have regressions. It's yep. just the way that things work. Because all the other stuff has been there and it's been polished and, and all the problems that it had, those have been fixed, right, to, within some degree. Or at least and known. I wouldn't say always it, fixed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, so the problems that they know that, can, that that can fix, so it's that architecture has reached its limit, right? Yeah. So that's why you go to a new architecture because it's a, it's a, it's a stacking S-curves. But the, the, but the next S-curve is below, the, where it starts is below the top of the other one. But right. then, but it'll have its development time, and then it'll get to a new plateau. Yeah, so, if you didn't like your car turning left into oncoming traffic before. Imagine what it can do with something <laughs> not as good. Right. Uh, so there, they, train, you do have to, wise, not necessarily technically wise, but training. You wise. do have to take a step back sometimes to get to on a new path that can take you even farther forward, and that's exactly what's happening here. And um, I saw some people uh, digging on Musk for saying. Uh, the neural networks generate C++ too. So what's he talking about saying it's replacing C++? And come on, don't be dumb. If you if you know anything about how this works, you know that code written in C++ by human is very right. different than code derived from a neural network machine learning system. Uh, so uh, what he said is very clear and understandable, and you're just trying to find ways to dig at him. Uh, but when you do something in a tweet, you're concise, and you got your point across. So not anymore. You have four thousand characters for <laughs> tweets now. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Twitter blue no That's why nobody can tweet today. Like uh, it wasn't just me, apparently. Uh, well, like if you if you were tweeting and you were told can't can't reply right now, or you're over the limit, or whatever, it was. Uh, they don't have a test environment in Twitter, so <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there and see what happens. Well, it's it's uh, that's fine. It's social media. It's not uh, rocket. Well, thankfully, systems. Tesla doesn't work this way. Because man, if you were just driving your car and it got a new update, like while you're driving, yeah, and all of a sudden that would not be getting completely different. <laughs> right. In fact, that's exactly why this is delayed because they are going through and doing testing and being rigorous about what they put out there. Unlike what you can do with social media, <laughs> you've got a military so, satellite halfway to orbit, and they changed uh, the the next payload, and so like that one all of a sudden is going the wrong way. Oops! <laughs> they also have a test in in, in SpaceX. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. So hopefully, we will all be uh, who all of us who have FSD beta will soon be rocking a V eleven dot something soon. Now the V eleven did that did that combine the stacks of uh, of the uh, it was supposed to, but he uh, hasn't committed to that. Yeah, right. Like that was throws... how it was talked about earlier. I don't know whether that's going to make what gets out there finally, but the um, the the uh, navigate and autopilot, the stuff that is used on the highways, freeways, that has not been updated in a long time. They've been focusing instead on city streets. And yeah. so now they are going to uh, be updating the freeway version uh, with the same. Uh, yeah, Elon, they've been Elon using. said that for sure. Right. But uh, all those people who always ask him the same thing after any tweet, uh, they've stopped asking him if it meant single stack for everything, like including parking lots and what they call ass, which is actually smart summon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Elon, can I get some ass tonight? And, and, and he'll answer. <laughs> oh, right. Geez. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's not afraid to be childish, and neither are a bunch of the followers. <laughs> well, there you go. 
That's so. Uh, by the end of this week is what he had, met, I guess, aimed for. Because you're right. On, I think on the weekend he's already considering it's the new week. So, right. So we will see Sunday at three a.m. Yep, could be. <laughs> could right. be. So if uh, a Musk two weeks is four months, then a Musk one week is how long? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I, thought was, I thought it was always years, times, so, times It's logarithmic at the least. <laughs> Remember, right. self-driving is by it, the end of the year. Is it linear or is it <laughs> non-linear? Hmm. Everything times pi, just the way it is. <laughs> oh, there you go, yes. <laughs> Next story. It's about the weather. The weather actually here in uh, southern Ontario and southern Quebec. Uh, last weekend, starting on Friday, we had a tremendous cold snap uh, that rolled through our region. And uh, we had uh, some really cold temperatures, minus 20 Celsius, happened for the Friday and Saturday night, uh, as well as somewhere into Monday. So it was, uh, it was very cold. It was uh, about another minus 10 added on to it for the wind chill that was going on. Now, wind chills don't affect cars. Uh, they just affect people. But still, minus 30 is no pleasant, uh, whether you're man or machine. And what happened, here, what happened here along the 401 corridor, which runs from basically Detroit all the way up to uh, Quebec City, Quebec, uh, was um, as this cold front ran through, I started to notice over the weekend that people were complaining about uh, supercharging times and there and when were did they get to California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought, but, uh, I kept my mouth shut watching this, but, uh, <laughs> there, there was a number of people that were complaining about, uh, supercharging times increasing and then starting to, uh, there were waits now there were actually queues and lineups that started. Uh, and this happened all throughout the weekend. And that's because, People that aren't familiar with going through a cold winter, uh, these may be new owners or these may be people that have a set way of, you know, dealing with charging. But when it gets to cold temperatures, the cars take longer to charge. Mm -hmm. And of course, the charge doesn't last as long, depending on how you're using the battery, the internal Especially heat. Especially if you don't pump your tires back up. Yep. The, your tire oh, yeah. pressures. All you know, everyone and many people have snow tires on. Uh, that's another mm -hmm. uh, loss of range. So mm -hmm. it, it turned out that uh, the cold snap really pushed many people into believing, okay, I don't have enough charge, so I've got to stop uh, before I go home or before I get to work, and I've got to hit a supercharger to top me up so I can get where I think I want to go. So that's that, I guess, um, thought with many people doing it caused the chargers to start to back up. And uh, that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Now, obviously, Tesla's getting this data. They know, mm -hmm. based on the superchargers, who's charging, how many cars are charging per hour, how many stations are available at any given time of the day or night. So they're collecting this data. And, of course, this is going into their algorithm to, to you know, devise where a supercharger is needed, the next new one, or when uh, one needs to be expanded. And that, uh, that is something that uh, we here in Southern Ontario and Quebec uh, are starting to experience because of course, with the, again, uh, the Model Y being the number one selling car, uh, we're, we're all going down this road together. There's just more and more vehicles coming on. 
we we in this podcast have all said that there's probably going to be about two million released next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another two million added to the present amount that are out there, and they're going to add to this bottleneck. Uh, and of course, when situations like in the U.S. when Thanksgiving arrives or comes upon us, there's going to be more travel. There's going to be more people on the roads. There's going to be more supercharging. So all these things are working into um, really a, a live scenario as to what charging is required and how that charging is affected by holidays and weather situations and how that's going to be modified as time goes along. So I just uh, just let people know that you're, you're going to have to operate the car normally, but keep in mind some of these existing conditions that are out there. Know that... If, if you uh, get into a situation where it's extremely cold and you want to be able to charge, uh, you know, there, there could be a wait. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a case for instead of charging your car up at home once every three days in the winter, you switch to charging it up every two days or every day. Uh, right. Or if you were charging to 70%, maybe you charge to 85 or 90% correct. when you know you're going to be going out. Right. Uh, and then in the map, it actually, they, they were so bad, they turned the clocks all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're going to be waiting. Uh, another thing I like about one uh, some of the later software updates is if you make the mistake of going to a supercharger without uh, navigating to it, uh, where it can do the preheat and preconditioning, so pre-cool in some cases, um, when you go to unplug from that session, it says, next time, uh, you should navigate to the supercharger so I can precondition first. Yeah, yes. instead of just showing up and uh, the car thinks you're going to the mall and what you're actually doing is trying to charge. Right. So mm-hmm. it will reduce the time spent charging and it will it'll take charge faster and it'll here's take a, it more here's a hint for, Here's a hint for Tesla developers. Roll that into the voice commands. Start preheat. Mm. Or preconditioning. Preconditioning, yeah. That mm-hmm. would be it looks like you're heading to near near a supercharger. Are you? Well, that, that's, that's too late. That's too late. You're almost there, right? Oh, oh well, I mean, no, like... if uh, you put it in the mall, like you said, um, and that mall happens to have a supercharger, it could it could say, would you like to supercharge when you arrive if you put in that as your destination? And there's enough AI out there that can be like, hmm, every time this guy actually goes, to the, goes here, he really does supercharge either before, after, or in between. It looks like you're writing a letter. Would you like some help? Right, so just do the preconditioning if you're going if you're traveling near one. Well, if, if, if they're traveling nearby and they don't supercharge and they don't have home charging, that could cost them some miles or days of travel. It, yeah, yeah it heated. definitely could. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's something we're all going to learn as time goes along. Even even the most experienced drivers they're going to experience the more volume of traffic out there. They may understand what happens in the winter and to be prepared for it. But, uh, you know, when you add 2 million vehicles next year to the uh, fleet and then you add, you know, 3 million the next year, we're all going to experience some of this. So just, mm-hmm. just be prepared. I was glad that on the uh, on the summary call and the um, and not the call, but the, um, the slide deck that they released before the call that they pointed out how many new supercharger handles, how many new supercharger sites and how many uh, new um, mobile service and service centers were added to the uh, to the fleet. So that was nice. Yeah, so definitely. it shows that they're paying attention. That the question is now, is it the right, does it match? <laughs> and if it doesn't, what can we do to get them to make it match? 
Yeah, I'm not convinced that Mark, you and your friends didn't all get together and say, let's all go charge at the same time to cause a queue so that we can get more supercharging installed up here. It was a conspiracy, wasn't it, Mark? And you're behind it. I know it. And, and, before, and before Mark actually got into his car, he was in his garage and he was toggling the lumbar support. And then he got in. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The passenger lumbar support. Yeah. Yes. Going, nobody uses the lumbar support except for this guy in Kitchener. I don't understand it. Nobody. I, I built a little Arduino system to just toggle it back and forth while driving to give me a massage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Next, uh, we've got a story about a police department. And how... Exactly. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times here. Now, this has come up many times, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, different uh, police department. And it's not just our... police, it's fleet, but they, they, this is the easiest one to get. <laughs> We've even interviewed someone. That's yeah. right. Uh, we had uh, Chief Todd on uh, from uh, the greater Indianapolis area. So uh, this, uh, this particular uh, story is about a Wisconsin department uh, that uh, has started to crunch the numbers that they've probably seen from maybe... Uh, Chief a... Todd and others mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, this uh, Somerset Police Department in Wisconsin has decided to choose the Model Y as one of their new patrol cars. So uh, while the Model Y, of course, is more expensive at the start uh, than other vehicles, of course, we know that. Uh, but we also know that uh, the vehicle has the ability uh, to make up for the upfront cost in maintenance, uh, and of course, fuel savings combined. Mm -hmm. Well, also with the Model Y qualifying for the tax credit, it might actually cost less than the Explorer upfront. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, with that tax credit in play, uh, that's definitely could be the case. Um, and then if they add any charging or battery storage, so that's extra um, tax credits. I mean, I know it's still a, like a, like a government entity, but they qualify for some of these some of these bonuses. Now, they came up with a quite large figure, which kind of shocked me. It's, it's what drew me to the story. Is they're indicating that the car, uh, the Model Y, is going to save them $80,000 over the lifetime of the vehicle. Now, that's, that's kind of high. And I got into the details of the article. And they broke it down year by year. And they're planning on keeping the Model Y for 10 years. So eight grand a year that. over ten years. Um, so mm -hmm. that's where they came up with the eight eighty thousand dollar figure. Um, I'm thinking that ten years probably optimistic. I haven't heard of one police department that keeps their vehicles beyond six years. Not the so, main service ones, but yeah, I've seen them do that. Ten years? That's that's well, quite not, a bit not for, cars, for an intersection. Like the the, the 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 meter cars, the the service truck, uh, but but not the patrol cars. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we know somebody with an almost 10-year-old um, car. And... That's right. Yes, I have a 2016, <laughs> so it's seven years old. It's getting there. And uh, David just made a great comment in the chat that, that uh, you save enough to pay for the whole vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> you got a free car. Yeah, so if, if the vehicle car. can survive as an interceptor for 10 years, then yeah, that it, it paid for the vehicle, uh, which you cannot do with any other vehicle out there. Right. Uh, only an electric vehicle could perform this because of the savings and maintenance and fuel. So mm -hmm. um, this is interesting because more and more, of course, police departments have already bought the Model Y or have had a Model 3 
And what's great is they're actually the bean counters for those different counties uh, or cities are recording this information, obviously, because they're keeping track of the maintenance that's being performed. And word is getting out that, yes, the vehicle uh, can perform in this way and the savings are real. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that more and more city councillors are coming to the uh, awareness of. And it becomes uh, an easy solution uh, when not only can you say that the savings are going to happen, but you've got proof from other police departments that actually does happen. So I think it, I'm thinking this out. is going to accelerate uh, dramatically as time goes along here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they started with the bean counters about all the stuff they're saving. Then they said it's American made. And then the very first human factors they put, you know, it's the highest crash test rating. So they're, they're looking out for the safety of their employees uh, first. Well, uh, the first one about people was, was the safety rating because they didn't go to performance or long vehicle life until after uh, they pointed out the crash test, which was also something pretty cool to behold. And the yeah, other thing that... about these interceptors is that, of course, uh, with gasoline vehicles, the car's on constantly throughout yes. its mm -hmm. entire shift. It's mm -hmm. running whether the police officer is uh, sitting at the side of a highway or he's working on his computer uh, or he's chasing somebody. Uh, the car is always on. The engine's always running. Uh, but, uh, of course, with the Model Y, the benefit is you may not be running uh, the, the vehicle at all. It's, it's just keeping up the HVAC system. It's not burning fuel at any point, uh, let alone uh, when you're idling, because it's just pulling from the 12 volt, uh, and which is connected to the high voltage pack. So there's no real loss uh, to the, the vehicle's use at all, and, and uh, it keeps the cost down. So big plus uh, for anyone that's using it in that type of role, which I gotta believe in a police department, you know, they're not chasing people all the time. I would say that, you know, over 50% of the time they're idling. So, right. And this is a, a car that's actually built to do that because when you, yep. when you consider uh, what the car is doing all day long is all these systems are already running. And then if you charge at some of the slowest settings possible, those systems are still on because they got to keep the battery in a, in a good spot and they got to also keep the 12 volt uh, trickle charging while the high voltage is doing its thing. So it's nothing if they run these things in shifts and the car just stays on. The car is already built to stay on most of the day anyway exactly yeah the thing i liked about this article is they're leading with the cost savings yeah. so that anybody who wanted to be critical of them and say oh you're doing it for environmental reasons or, or right or you're you're not spending the public money wisely and buying these expensive teslas that are only for rich people or whatever right. that they're they're cutting all of that argument off and yes they're getting all the other benefits too uh, but but they're leading with the one that I think makes it most publicly acceptable, even in parts of the country where they're going to be anti-EV. Right, and that's why I like that they, you know, the, the, the first human factor was the safety, but but they didn't mm -hmm. start with that because their first thing is going to be the people saying, oh, you're buying luxury cars for the police. Oh, what right. do the police need safe cars for? They, they signed up for danger. Um, <laughs> America's police are really uh, danger averse for one, and two... Um, well, Everybody you know should that they're not, not wasting want to. the money. Go ahead. Yeah, I said they're, they're going to be doing high high speed pursuits and those could yeah. result in crashes. So you, of course, want to be in a safe vehicle. Nobody yeah. is like, I signed up for danger. I don't care if I'm <laughs> paralyzed. I mean, no. Well, that, <laughs> I'm not going to wear a seatbelt when I'm in a pursuit because <laughs> right. I signed I mean, up for danger. There's all of that, but also even right. if they are danger junkies, now your taxpayer money is again on the hook, not just for the car, but also for True. all their funerals and, and all that other stuff. So Yeah, injuries are expensive, yeah. 
So yeah, if you can avoid the injury, even better. Even being a safeguard saves you money. <laughs> Definitely. So here's All right, what's next, Mark? police department. Oh, cool. This, of course, is a, an RCMP vehicle. The first in Canada that the federal RCMP has taken in uh, British Columbia. And it mounted uh, on a Tesla. They've got, they've got a Model <laughs> Y uh, with a push bar. So this is the uh, first one uh, the RCMP, RCMP has taken, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police has taken uh, in Canada. So uh, there's uh, our police department starting to wake up and uh, realize that the savings are there. And uh, this will be a, a test for other detachments of the RCMP. Seems like a certain kind of future to me uh, there, Patrick. I like that push bar there. Oh, yes. All of this is setting us on our path towards a future free from fossil fuels. There we go. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. I do wonder why they all have the external light bar. Is it because they don't want to lose any headroom to the internal one? And why not put it up against the glass? Hmm. I guess they're not too worried about aerodynamics. Yeah, probably I mean, like not. Doing the yeah. full range all, all day. <laughs> so... Uh... Another thing to talk about uh, was about Investor Day, which we mentioned at the start of the show, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, going to be happening on the March the 1st. They released a, uh, I guess it's an invitation that, of course, none of us got, as we also mentioned at the start of the show. <laughs> but uh, we did get a copy of the invitation, so we're going to share that uh, with everybody now. And um, what you see on it that looks like fabric is not fabric. Little Easter yeah. egg. Yeah. It uh if you zoom in on it, it's not fabric, although it does kind of look like fabric, doesn't it? Which was probably yeah. the point. Uh, but each of these little rectangles uh is basically the um the outer door assembly. Yeah. The, outer shell. yeah. the whole right side or left side of uh, of a model Y. Right. So we've got the front door and the back door and the uh uh, rear fenders. hub area and the fenders up front and back. Mm -hmm. and, I did um, see that it was a car stamping. I couldn't tell it was a Model Y. That's pretty impressive if you know them that well. <laughs> I was thinking oh, Model 3 or Model Y, but then Sandy Monroe got up there with uh, with um, it's Sean, right? And, uh, and then they, uh, they zoomed in on it. They pulled up some photos that uh, also had the stampings of the uh, Model Y. And okay. although they think there's a little bit of a difference, they believe it is a Model Y. Yeah, but they were also off on the numbers. They they said uh, they counted up how many rows uh, each direction, and they came up with uh, two million. Uh, they, like they, the Tesla was trying to tell us they were going to make two million this year. <laughs> that would be quite the Easter egg, yeah. Right, but well, they, they, said... they count they counted it on the screen, right? And they said there's right. about five thousand six hundred and eighty or something like that, and all that right. adds up to almost two million. Right, and so Sandy That's made a, a small amount. miscalculation. He he said there were eight eight skins on on these sleds, but somebody who recently did a factory tour pointed out that actually Tesla stacks their skins sixteen deep. So this could be even That's more impressive. Than that. <laughs> yes, like three point oh, three. You need, you need one on each side, though. So. Yeah, you do need one on each side. <laughs> okay, so then we're down to the original. Okay. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that that's probably again we all guessed around two million. It's in that area, so uh, we'll have to see. But uh, 
that's uh, that's quite an Easter egg. If they were actually going for these are the number of cars that are built every day or number of Model Ys that would be built, be built every day. So yeah. that'd be kind of cool. But we'll find uh, out. We will yeah. find out, and hopefully we find out a few other nice little uh, interest uh, pieces on March the first, which uh, I'm Maybe sure we will. March the first for us. I am really hoping. I am hoping beyond hope that uh, maybe a, a new vehicle uh, will be announced. That would be very nice. But perhaps we will do it here. Oh, well, yeah. Is it it's a Wednesday? It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Okay, definitely something to consider for sure. Master Plan uh, Three uh, is coming part out. That's plan. part of uh, yeah. Part yeah. We we've had uh, the original and then part two. Now three. So, I'm disappointed. Uh, it's not. It's not trois. It's, right. it's, it's three. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. We've been uh, teased with it for a long time uh, before the whole twitter fiasco even and right. uh so now we finally <laughs> yeah we finally get to see what's going to be in there and we've got some hints we know it's going to be about massively scaling so i'm hoping that means that they announce some new gigafactory locations i'm actually surprised that they haven't already uh just because uh, austin and berlin are now ramping so they should be pouring concrete somewhere else and uh you're working on that initial phase if they're going to take, you know, a year to get that done, we need to have some more places opening. And yeah, okay, you can say they're, they're, yeah, yeah, at least two. I would, I would, three or four would be even better. So yeah, let's get going. Let's get going on that. Well, there's, there's Giga Nevada, but I'm assuming that they've already broken ground on that. Right. So they are <laughs> expanding in, in their current locations. And that's, I'm all for that too. But uh, I want to see them get, you know, we're talking about, are they going to make 2 million? Well, okay. I'm more interested in when they get to 10 million and right. then 12 million 20. and, you know, and yeah, yeah. And keep going. Yeah. Let's, uh, that's what, that's so, the more interesting part. Of the legacies, what was the biggest number they've had? Uh, does, does anybody know? I think uh, Toyota is number one and they make about 12 million vehicles a year. And dropping. Right. Yes. Well, over, the past, <laughs> over the past two years, they've been dropping. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their peak has ever been. Um, I don't know what the, the biggest asking. company uh, historically has ever been. While Casey looks into that, Patrick's got our next story, and that is about some Powerwall news. That's right. You all know I love Powerwalls. We've got three of them on the side of the house here, and it's great. So uh, this is uh, coming to us from Teslarati, again by Simon Alvarez. And it's titled, Tesla Powerwalls Help Over 3,700 Homes Keep the Lights On During a Texas Winter Storm. So Ontario is not the only place uh, getting uh, some cold weather. There's been a lot of uh, freezing happening in Austin. And uh, Simon Alvarez here uh, wrote that the storm brought 0.69 inches of ice. <laughs> now he could have had that in centimeters or some other unit or said more, just more than a half inch, but I think I see what you did there. 0.69. <laughs> yes. The Tesla. Nice. <laughs> uh, so this was from a, uh, a Tesla solar and power wall owner tweeted, despite being covered in ice, the overcast skies and the constant drizzle, our Tesla solar panels and power walls are still keeping up with our energy needs 
while we keep warm at home. Be safe, Texas. And uh, Tesla Solar retweeted that, saying that there's over 3,700 Tesla uh, Texas solar owners that are avoiding outages due to this storm. And uh, uh, one of my coworkers sent me a picture of a bridge in Austin that was covered in ice with these giant icicles hanging down that uh, the bridge was closed because driving under it, you could get impaled. It was uh, uh, so yeah. Power walls are awesome. They're how you get to energy independence, being able to have your own power source that you can keep your home, uh, lights on and warm overnight is incredible. You can uh, charge it up with sunlight and then run that overnight. And uh, I do that for every peak hours where we're running off batteries if there's not enough sunlight. And that's usually early in the morning or late in the evening. So uh, there's usually not and it's, it's never midday. That's uh, not when they uh, are uh, desperate for energy. It's when people come home and turn on their air conditionings in the uh, summer. And uh, so it's, it's, it's really cool. And uh, this is just helping people not freeze to death is a great thing. Yep. Our friend um, Marcus over, uh, over at the, the uh, EV smoke, he, uh, he showed us his, uh, his setup as well with his uh, power walls, keeping the lights on there in Austin. Uh, cool. I, I know Wikipedia is not uh, acceptable for a school project, but I'm not in school. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. It looks like, 2.5 million by Chevrolet in 1977 and only oh. went down from there. <laughs> oh, what is uh, uh, it goes through 2000? It, it, it uh, I couldn't get anything uh, newer than 2000. Uh, but you see, it got even lower. What was the question? Uh, uh, that must just be US then. That's what I asked it. I said US. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, the Toyota number I threw out was worldwide. would have been world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Tesla is worldwide, but let me let me adjust my uh, search. <laughs> So another thing about those power walls is if, uh, and I, I know that Austin has some sort of a connection with the power company to uh, mm -hmm. to connect them, as Patrick does with his power company. Um, so that 3,700 power walls uh, in Austin uh, would not only help the people that have it, but indirectly, mm -hmm. it could help the grid as well, which of course can affect many people that don't have solar or batteries at this time. So stabilizing the grid and uh, being able to have uh, 3,700 customers uh, take care of themselves for a number of hours uh, mm -hmm. certainly can be advantageous to a power company as they're scrambling with uh, winter weather and shutdowns and, and diverting of power back and forth, uh, trying to make the grid stable uh, during a storm. Right. Yeah. If they're able to extract three or four kilowatt uh, our rate from a kilowatt rate from those systems, you could power three or four homes uh, in your neighborhood with that. Yeah. So a big plus uh, for many things there. Worldwide production of 57 million, worldwide sales of 66.1 million. So if they get to 20, there'll be a significant portion of the world's. <laughs> oh, that's total of the, yeah. that's the whole vehicle market. Everybody. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So roughly sixty million is the total market. Okay, that just gives you a good ballpark. So if Tesla sells twenty million million vehicles in a in a year, that's a third of the market. <laughs> the worldwide right? market. <laughs> I mean, hey, they're already number one with one car in in great many countries. So. Yeah, and that, that, that it's rocketed to the top uh, in no time. I, like compared to the Model Three, uh, the Model Y has 
definitely set the bar higher. As, as Elon told us the day it was introduced, that this car eventually would outsell all other Tesla vehicles combined. So while they uh, get it hiding in the shadows, color matched and chemical. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> it, it was it was certainly an anti uh, an anti Model Y uh, debut. Right. Uh, we commented on that uh, during the live review of that car when it was revealed or not revealed. Uh, started, I guess, delivery, uh, but uh, it uh, it definitely has taken off. What would happen, guys? If uh, Tesla introduced a twenty-five or thirty thousand dollar base price car, that's a very good question. Toyota's peak was somewhere between twenty fourteen at ten million. Just oh, okay. Ten million. All right, they yeah. got this. Uh, what would happen with a cheaper car? Yeah, uh, like if, if the Model Y's been so successful at a higher price, can you imagine a car that comes in at half the price? Right, the market grows exponentially as the price drops linearly. So a lot yeah. more people come into the market. Yeah, that would don't you know car right that's, now. Like, yeah, like and, I've got this ten-year-old gas guzzler, but I only drive to the grocery store and back. Oh, I think I want that instead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm probably way too optimistic, but I'm really hoping March first gives us some light on. Uh, on a, a cheaper, smaller car, a hatchback, uh, something along that line from Tesla. Or even even though they, even though I build. realize that they, they probably can't support it battery-wise. There's not a chance they can at this point. But thanks, Jim. There is a there is a possibility uh, that uh, if the car is introduced, it could Osborne themselves. If people believe that something's coming out, but then again, we are talking about different levels of cars and different price ranges. So mm -hmm. some people would not be able to afford the current cars anyways, regardless of what happens. Right. So there's, there's different things at play here. Um, I'm really hoping, uh, but I guess we'll have to wait till March the 1st and see what that happens. Came out that was pretty cool to see was the, uh, the model three lease uh, for the base model. Uh, it's within, depending on how you slice and dice the down payments and the, the total due at signing, uh, is within twenty dollars of the fully loaded uh, Corolla, and uh, so depending on on if you match what Toyota says, they say it's like twenty dollars cheaper for the Tesla, and if you just kind of just do with what they both say to bring in, then then it's like forty dollars more expensive for the Tesla. That's phenomenal, yeah. and that's both leases as well. And so somebody said, "Oh, you're not going to Corolla and a, and, a, and, a, and a Model Three, uh, the fully loaded one and the base one." They they're enough that you could do the Tesla stretch. You're not going to be looking at the entry level, you know, uh, the 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 one hundred dollar on the on the dealer ad, but it's actually three hundred dollars a month. Um, Corolla against uh, any Model Three, no. But but if you're already at the top of the chain, you might mm -hmm. you might stretch. And like we just talked about with the police fleets, that's because you don't have to do brake pads and oil changes and gasoline and. You know, fuel filters and oil filters and yeah. all the other stuff that, that goes along with that, you end up saving money every yeah, For the life of the lease, the Tesla's going to be cheaper, but mm -hmm. just cash outlay, you know, they're within spitting distance of each other. Right. Yeah. Very good. Well, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, that helps us out, uh, helps the show out. And press that subscribe button if you haven't. It doesn't cost you anything and helps us out. Uh, you're supporting the show and we would really appreciate it. With that said, we're wrapping up. Uh, Casey, what do you got for shout-outs this week? So, uh, over on Sundays, hit us up at YouTube.com at Casey Green. And uh, that's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Uh, Sundays at 110 Eastern, we go through 
this same sort of thing, but with a focus on like the whole market, the houses, everything. And, uh, and we have ourselves a blast. No time limit. Just when we've gone through everything that there is to talk about, we just poof. <laughs> then we do it again next week. Sign off. <laughs> we do. <laughs> very good. Very good. Patrick, what do you got for us for uh, shout outs at the end of the show? Yeah, I've got a shout out. So um, as you guys know, um, I post stuff on Twitter for the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association, OEVA.org. And uh, I, I just I recently posted something that was a chart showing growth in plug-in cars. And that included battery, electric, and plug-in hybrids. And uh, someone who uh, is a, a, a EV purist was calling it propaganda and how those things still burn fuel and just being a, a hater on plug-in hybrids. And um, I agree that, that, I mean, I drive, our garage is full of all electric, um, but there's no reason to start bashing on plug-in hybrids. These are cars that can drive electric. Most people who have them drive them mostly on electric. Not every place has the infrastructure to allow uh, everybody to drive just on electric. So, so there's no reason until all the gas cars are gone, then we can start worrying about which ones plug in and drive the farthest and which ones still have gas engines, but we're not there yet. So don't be a hater on plug-in hybrids just because you like Tesla or you like battery electric vehicles. Um, any electric mile is a good mile. Uh, let's, let's be embracing, inclusive, and widen the tent, not, not, not be purists and kick people out. It's just rude don't be rude it makes us all look bad anyway um i might write a blog post about that at carswithcords.net <laughs> I, I do Please i do, do hate on the manufacturers who do it uh and, and 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 use it as an excuse not to make a real electric car uh but that's that's about it like i have a mazda uh <laughs> right so i mean if that's how you feel don't buy a mazda i mean you know i mean uh, and we need I, I would never get allow... mad at the, at, the, at the person who bought the Mazda because they don't have home charging or whatever, but I am mad that Mazda says, here's a, here's another rotary engine because we don't think that batteries work. Okay. Right. Whatever. Yes. I mean, that's just, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of reasons to hate on some of the manufacturers uh, talking about self-charging hybrids. That's just stupid marketing BS. <laughs> and and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying fall for that. I'm not, <laughs> no means. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah. look at this way. A plug-in hybrid is what would actually make hydrogen work, but they don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't even want to get into how dumb hydrogen is. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I have to say that in my case, back in 2014, a plug-in hybrid uh, was something that allowed me to be comfortable enough to move into an e a partial EV and allowed me to get involved with it because it, it yes. gave me the bridge uh, that I needed uh, for charging and not being quite sure about the whole thing. Uh, right. It allowed me to to learn about electric and understand that, yes, I could move to a full BEV later. Uh, but in the beginning, some people need that security blanket and it's helpful right. and it allows people to convert. Or as we've said many it's times, it's, a, because it's a gateway drug, uh, yes. as others put it. So exactly. Right. Yes. So be supportive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was my PSA. Thanks. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again. Press that thumbs up if you haven't done it and uh, we will get together next week and together we'll find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Stay positive. Test negative. Have a great week. <laughs>